Wait, hold on. Do we want them? How do we stop the tapping thing? That's just what counts us <laughs> in. Do you not? Do you, do you do you not understand how a metronome works? A metronome, is, of course. That's this... what it's called. Wow. Anyways, are we ready? I'm ready. Cool. Let's go. Welcome to episode two. Episode two of Dream Girls. Yes, yeah. yes, queen. Oh. Um, yeah, we got really good feedback from the first show. That was fun. Yeah, like honestly, I, I mean, I've had quite a long day, and this is the thing I've been really excited to look forward to to filming, and just the response has been great. It has been great. Like now, we have no idea how many people have listened <laughs> because that is honestly not my business. Some of us are not behind the scenes girlies, so we, I mean, we, we don't fact, care. Given the fact that it just took us half an hour to understand what reverb was, uh, you don't have to expose us like this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sometimes women in tech, we figured it out. <laughs> yes, we've we, we've worked on the sound quality, and yeah, we're thriving. Indeed. We're thriving. So that was one of the pieces of feedback we got. Mm-hmm. That the sound was a bit funky. Yeah. And look at us now. Yeah. Look at me now. We... Look at me now. Mm-mm. Look at me now. Mm-mm. Like, we've come yeah. through. Well, we, well, I say we've come through. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Last time when we, we started filmed... out friends. Yeah. When we... It was cool. When we but filmed this last time, we legitimately end. just like uploaded it and just hoped for the best. Yeah. Like, no editing, no listening back. And yeah. Okay. So I guess let, let's um, get on with the show and mm-hmm. introduce ourselves. Yes. So, so I know you, you're Craig. Yes. And I know you, you're Kaido. And welcome to Dream Girls episode two. Episode two. Episode two, baby boys and girls and non-binaries. Indeed. So what have we got to talk about today? Um. So we saw this Miss Mojo list. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if you guys watch Miss Mojo. <laughs> But they do lists of different things, and there was like a list of top ten musicals, musicals or something like that of the twentieth century. The twentieth century. So fun fact. So until uh, my other flatmate, my straight flatmate Richard, moved in, mm-hmm. I didn't know that Ms. Mojo was was like a baby offshoots of another thing. Yeah, of like um. It's called Watch Mojo. I did that... not realize you this. Did... <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Have you just been living in this element of? You know what? I sometimes wish I lived in the bubble like you. No, I, I did not realise that Watch Mojo was a thing. I thought it was just Miss Mojo. I mean, no, then, Watch Mojo then was I, the... I was like, what is this straight <laughs> Miss Mojo? And he was like, no, that, that's the original one. I was like, oh. oh okay. No, honestly though, I honestly legit mean to think, because like, I've seen Miss Mojo do like listicles of like Drag Race, and I'm just like, this is what happens when the straights get involved. And I'm saying that with my whole chest. So, yeah. Okay, but let's let's talk about the list because I yeah. don't I don't remember what's on the list. Okay, so I'm aware there was a lot of Julie Andrews. Quite so, rightly, yes. So Sound of Music and Mary Poppins was on there. She's the queen, indeed. Um, I will admit I actually prefer Mary Poppins to the Sound of Music, but that's just ah. <laughs> In case you guys didn't hear that, that was me slapping Craig. <laughs> did I you say, wait? Did you say you prefer Sound of Music to Mary Poppins? I said I prefer Mary Poppins. It's not- <laughs> For me once, shame on you. For me twice, shame on you. <laughs> ah, no. And I fooled you the third time. Ah! Yes, so Julie Andrews is obviously on there. Um, Cabaret was on there too, with the version with Joel Grey and Liza Minnelli. Liza with a Z. Yes. yes. 
Um, there was oh god, what was the other one I also saw as well? Um, the Wizard of Oz was on there too, which is obviously very timely given the fact that you know the Wicked movie is coming out next November. Oh my god, that is so true. I know. <laughs> what the, a coincidence! The the one that actually annoyed, I, I, I don't know. This is my hot take. Greece should not have been there. I don't like Greece. I hate Greece. I, I, I mean, we've discussed this in time. So there's this whole thing that we spoke about last time about the fact that stage musicals and movie musicals don't necessarily need to be aligned now the stage musical of greece is written to be a parody well (laughs) (laughs) hashtag women in tech no because i was trying to see what was in the list and i accidentally played the youtube it's fine don't worry it's sort of a, of a clip that we're not going to get copyright infringement we should be fine exactly yes but no honestly like the original stage production apparently is supposed to be a parody but then the movie takes it quite literally and i just don't think it's that good of us i hate the songs i like beauty school dropout actually though that's cute um i need to sneeze um all things bright mm. and be- okay cool thank you <laughs> so yeah but bless me i said bless you oh, did you oh, yes sorry. <laughs> he he has slapped me four times in the last no episode. i've attempted to slap you four times and i've been successful three <laughs> but no the one th- the here's the one that really irritated me willy wonka in the chocolate factory that movie's terrible the movie's terrible and i don't consider it as a movie musical personally i mean yes okay there is singing in it but in the same way that you've got plays that have singing in no, it but, but i like no but i like pure imagination pure imagination is cute but would you say that's number one movie musical like it, should, it, it shouldn't have been in the top 10 yeah. okay what would be your what, what would be in your top 10 i mean for starters i would have had dirty dancing in that in that top 10 i think that i have but then again i also have a very special place for like I did, I'm, I'm not dirty dancing doesn't count as a musical movie yeah i mean if really one could count as a movie musical then dirty okay but Dan- anyway carry on okay i'll say dirty dancing um most of that list i kind of agree with i think um 42nd street should have also been on that list as well which is probably something i'm actually going to be talking about later as well but i mean what about yourself um, so I agreed with the Julie Andrews is 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 yes. Um, I would have. They may have included it. I don't know anymore. Um, my fair lady. Yes. Was that have... on the list? Yeah. No, it wasn't. <gasps> oh my god! But then I would again. have included Oliver. Oh yeah. Because but then again, Oliver like we we were in Oliver in school. Yes. Together. Mm-hmm. So, so like that's a bit of bias there I mean I was in Oliver my young brother was in Oliver I've done Oliver as a show like four times in different state stages it's like yeah no, but and I, I think I think Oliver is just such a classic like, yeah for me anyway the the musicals that I would want to put in my list are they're all they're all quite nostalgic and mm. just take me back to like my childhood and you know, there, there, there are certain shows that you first watch as a child, yes, and it just opens you into the world of musicals, and you can never ever leave. So that, that that's one like My Fair Lady, Oliver, the Sound King and of I. Music, Mary Poppins, that racist one, The King and I, um, <laughs> like so many. So actually, it was The King and I that got me into musicals. Mm. It was the I think it was the ninety seven. Some light racism, lovely. I know it was the ninety seven revival. My mom was like. Craig, you're going to go and watch a musical with me. And I went, okay. 
And then I went to Butch the King and I, and I was like, this is kind of racist, but this is a musical. Maybe yeah, I should find... Yeah, four years old, yeah. you realised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See how men lie? Ah! <laughs> men can what? Kill. Hashtag women in tech. <laughs> Hashtag women in tech. But I'm just trying to think, what else, what else would I include on the list? I'm thinking about shows where I just liked songs in now. I'm thinking of Yentl. Yeah, I love Yentl. <laughs> I actually yeah. remember there was one time in school. Oh, you went. You didn't do that show. And um, we're doing. I think we're doing the Scottish play, and I just kept on singing behind the scenes. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Papa, can you see me? Because I wanted to play Macbeth and I didn't get the role. Oh no! It was no. Rohan that got the role. Ugh. He's, you know, he deserved the role, mm. but I wanted the role. And if I got the role, maybe I'd be, I'd be an actor now, like he is. Maybe that's what inspired his entire and remind career. Me how many weeks you were in Brit school for? Two weeks, exactly. <laughs> no, but maybe it's because I didn't get the role of Macbeth when we were in secondary school. That I, that I only stayed at Brits for two weeks because you realised that it wasn't your calling. It could be my calling. I just realised that these people aren't my vibe. Okay, sure, Jan. So, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if I stayed at Brits, I could be have become like a world class performer. Mm-hmm. I have the raw talents. Mm-hmm. And yet now we're now doing a podcast about musical theater because I still enjoy musical theater. I mean, we both enjoy musical theater, but I'm a star. <laughs> okay, Pearl. Okay, someone give me a chance. Watch my spirit break through. I deserve to be seen. This dream feels way overdue. I was born to perform. Don't what fucking kill me. That is something, something. I want this and it shows. So, what? I know everything I need to know. Okay. I know everything. Give me the. Yes, Scott Allen. <laughs> but yeah top 10 musicals mm. what else have we been Sh- oh no we can't include Chicago Chicago is it's is that the 21st century because it's 21st century it's 21st century it's, it's after 1999 it comes to okay yeah. I didn't pay that attention that said though I do actually want us to do a review of Chicago if you want us to do a review of Chicago let us know because no. I would actually happily do a review of Chicago like, there's so many movies to watch but the problem is like there are new movie musicals coming out, like, and I personally kind of mm. want to do, like, the newer ones. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so many older ones that I want to rewatch. I think where I'm at as well. So we were actually talking about this when we were kind of like putting this together. It's, do we do newer shows? So, or do we kind of like look at the classics? And I'm like, we could look at the classics, but everyone's kind of spoken about the classics. Everyone's got their set opinions on the classics I think I just had an idea you guys are watching a mastermind at work right and I've also witnessed this mastermind at work as well why don't we do both so there's this other podcast I listen to Mm -hmm. um, sometimes from time to time Um, it's called Two Real Cinema Club okay and they watch two movies that are related in terms of theme that could work that could work but let's ruminate and meditate on that and we'll get back to you exactly but this week's episode is about 
Matilda. Matilda, Matilda, Matilda. I love Matilda. I have a very soft spot for Matilda. Why? I think maybe because it was one of the first few books that I remember reading when I was a kid. You can read? I know. What? The teacher... Oh, wow. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Don't even finish that sentence. That intrusive thought. Burn it. Well, burn it. I'm, I'm going to burn this next in- intrusive thought as well. Wow. All I'm going to say Gross. is I feel very censored right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so censored. Wow. But... Ah! Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> take you seriously no no but i stopped myself from saying what i was going to say but you know exactly what i was going to say so let's leave it there <laughs> yes okay so anyways matilda soft spot of my heart one of the first few books that i remember reading as a kid really enjoyed the I've movie never read it you've never read it i've never read matilda it's actually a really good book i just feel like it's one of the less wayward ones of roald dahl I, plus i was in nigeria i don't think we got those ones mm. <laughs> we got we, we got the other racist one enid blighton oh like, I used to love that woman. <laughs> Until you realised she was wayward as hell? Like, I love that dog, Timmy. Yeah. And obviously in Nigeria, I called it Timmy. Uh-huh. Timmy's an actual name, not Timmy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was just like, oh, it's so... Yeah. But back to Roald Dahl and Matilda. Yeah. Yep. Then there was obviously the movie in the 90s, which... Which is part of everyone's childhood. Yeah. It's kind of a classic, I would say. It is. Then they did the stage version... Before we move on to the stage version, because mm. um, I think because the co- the conversation is going to head in that direction in terms yeah. of comparisons. Mm. How does the nineties um, movie compare to the book? The nineties movie is quite different to the book, so okay. I would say that the book is more closely related to the stage version, whereas the nineties movie kind of takes a different creative direction, and I quite like it nice okay and then it was a stage version mm-hmm. and then carrying with what you were saying I so you. the stage version was done in the west end first won a bunch of olivier awards then it was then put on to broadway and now matilda the musical no matilda the movie the musical is a movie adaptation of the stage version and not a remake of the 90s version and that is the thing that annoyed me so much about you americans oh. like all the bloody time on like, twitter on twitter like... and on youtube on tiktok everything there was like oh this didn't happen in the 90s movie do y'all realize it was a book first as well exactly like do y'all know how to read like i'm i was just uh but anyway yeah and like the the only like one argument that I heard was that someone was like, Well, Hairspray ended up having their movie and then a musical and then like a movie musical and I was just like, No, your argument doesn't make sense here. It's a movie based on the musical, get it correct. And it's a it's a movie based on the musical based on a book. Exactly. They they, they they're taking two completely different lines of interpretation. Mm. And that's okay. Um so let's talk about the casting. Yes. Because I remember when I first saw the casting and I was like, okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. I was I was a bit like, Lashana Lynch? I was so, so I was so, so, I was like, can she sing? I don't know. Uh-huh. But we'll get, we'll get, we'll get into Lashana Lynch. I wasn't expecting Stephen Graham and, and Andrea Risborough, like, because they're proper serious actors. Yeah. So I was like, what are they doing here? And he then had uh, Emma Thompson. But Emma Thompson, uh, that's kind of expected. I, I kind of expect to see... Wasn't she Nanny McPhee? 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, that, so that, that, that made sense to me. Mm. But although I was wanting to see a man, but yeah. it's fine. So, for clarification in the stage version, Trunchbull is played by Tanner. So actually, you could audition for Trunchbull. And I'm not even saying that in an offense. Like, you've got the range for it. I'm just not tall enough. If you dream, if you believe that you could succeed. But in this particular instance, Emma Thompson was Trunchbull. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what it was, but like, I wasn't too... I was feeling a bit meh about it initially. Definitely. Until the TikTok video came out with the girl in the red beret. No, I, I was very into it before Red Beret Girl came out. Because all I'm going to say is, Matilda the Musical, your sales and whatnot, you can thank black people and black TikTok. Yes. But I, I was I was into it from the first trailer I saw. Like I was I was like, yes, mm. this is very me. Like So I feel weird about Matilda the Musical because the time I saw it on stage was my ex. Oh. Oh. And their parents. Oh. It was a birthday present, so thank you. Was the um, ex? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but but like, so so it was like, I appreciated the birthday present and everything, but like, I'm actually let, let, let me let me not cuss people in there. No, no, what? Yeah. Anyway, so, but I did enjoy it, mm. but I was so like it, it has a weird memory and a frame in in my head. Yeah. So I think what so in terms of structure and conversation, mm. we kind of spoke about this before, and I feel like we should talk about the plots first. Okay. And I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to defy you. Okay. And talk about the plots first, and then we can talk about individuals' performances, okay. and then we can finish with what our star rates and how many stars we'd give it. Because yes. I feel like because we, we we reviewed last week, mm. I don't remember what we reviewed anymore. Um, oh, Little Mermaid. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Little I think Mermaid. We gave it, yeah, I think from what I recall, I think I gave it a seven out of ten because most of that was Halle's performance. I would like. I was thinking about it this week. Uh huh. I'll give it a six and a half. Ooh. But I'm not gonna get get into. But I feel like the reasons I would have given it that rating talk about in the previous episode. But we'll talk about Matilda. Yes. And we'll give our rating. So plot. The plot of Matilda is. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wormwood have a child who they don't really like called Matilda and (laughs) Matilda is a kid that is deemed as a brainiac who likes books and likes telling stories I'm slapping him again because he did air quotes did I? yeah you did brainiac Uh, nobody can see air quotes you're on a podcast babes Uh, hey it has to my expressive thoughts oh whatever anyways so anyways uh she ends up basically starting school where miss trunchbull is the headmistress and during this whole period we end up like finding out that she's like really talented she comes across this person called miss honey she ends up helping miss honey get her house back um at one point because she ends up finding that she's got like these magical powers that are driven by anger um at the end, Miss Honey and Matilda become like they live with each other. That's a really abridged version of, the, of the, it. Yeah. So now let's take it step by step. So the first, I'm going to assume that if you guys are listening to this podcast, you already know the songs from Matilda. Mm. Um, I'm not going to baby you because 
fuck that shit. Um, so the first song, um, Miracle. Yeah. What do you think about about the way they did it in the movie? I love the staging. Like I, I think that for me, um, I think that it, they set it really well in terms of it having this very whimsical kind of really colorful. Okay, this isn't an actual reality, but this feels like the mindset of a child. Yes, I completely agree with you because I, I feel like they set the tone for the film very, very nicely. Yeah, and it, it was very like come into our world now. Yeah, and the way and. Obviously, like if you've seen the stage musical and mm. you've seen the movie, you, like the vocals are different. Like the the vocals in the movie for Miracle, mm. I mean, my mummy says bits, is done by actual children and babies, and mm. it sounds ridiculous. And, yes, which makes so much sense because you're like, right, we're entering into a child's world now. Yeah, like come into this world, and this is the context in which everything's happening. Yeah, like, this is child world child world mm-hmm. like forget about your own adults um perception of things like all the colors and like the way and the different camera angles it just made sense mm. and it worked and i think they were really able to highlight the element of this is a child world when mrs wormwood goes wait i'm pregnant how am i pregnant how am i having contraptions and it was at that point i was like okay this is going to be unserious as hell and I'm actually really excited for this. Like, completely unserious. Like, it made complete sense. Yes. And, yeah. Then, the next thing that happens is... Ooh, shit. We will be right back. Uh, as you can tell, we're still tech girlies, but it's okay. Is it working? It's what... No, do you know what happened? Yeah. What happened? My computer went to sleep and I was actually scared <laughs> that the thing had stopped recording. Oh no! That, that's why I was like, ooh, shit. Um, if you're a child and listen to this, I'm sorry. I mean, we have Tell put explicit money. on there for a reason. Like, we actually have because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to censor myself. We can't. Anyways, so that's the first song. That, that's that's the first song. That's the first scene. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Honey comes to the house. And, well, well, sorry. Then we're introduced to... Um, the interest hey Jesus is Lord the stuttering is coming ah <laughs> wow he's it's... just slapped himself now yeah um <laughs> <laughs> um so we've been introduced to the mum and Andrea Risborough I'm just like this is not what I expected you to be like mm. and then we're introduced to Stephen Graham yeah and I thought he was a serious actor I thought he was a serious human being like <laughs> my G one one <laughs> Because, I don't know, like, you made me laugh so much. You know what? So, I think, I remember watching it, I I watched it the first time, but I definitely found watching it the second time, like, I was just laughing all the way through. I had to stop and rewatch scenes because of how funny they were. Right? So, then we're introduced to them at home, and, like, it's, all the different characters are very, very clear that Mm. she has useless parents. (laughs) I mean, social services would have been called at this point. I was going to come to that because my <laughs> thoughts throughout the entire film was where social services, but we'll get back to that at the, at, at the end. Um, and <laughs> carry on. And oh, you miss you meet Miss Honey, mm-hmm. and she her being like the sweet person who actually like you know listens to Matilda. It's like, yeah. oh, do you want to come to school? 
He's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, cute, 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 cute. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really nice. Really nice. One thing I don't remember from the stage when I watched it on stage, even though it was, it was a few years ago now, mm. I don't remember the character of Mrs. Phelps that well. No, I don't think she was. No, so Mrs. Phelps in the stage version, I think, is a narrator. I think. So I think they've actually created Mrs. Phelps as a kind of character for the actual movie musical. Oh. Which I actually, I really liked that edition. I thought it was a really nice edition. Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't realise that. Mm. And anyway, Sha, they, Matilda is told that she's going to go to school and everything. Mm. But before that, or after that, I don't remember, Naughty happens. Yes. Now, Naughty, they did a, a recording of it at the um, West End Live um, that happens every summer. And I remember watching that and I think that was what got me into wanting to watch the whole musical Matilda. And I really liked how they did it in the actual movie itself. I think that they really, again, pushed that element of ridiculousness. There was one bit where she just does a cartwheel and then afterwards they just puts tonic like all of these concussions into a tonic bottle and I just thought this is so unserious that's the bit that you found unserious not the <laughs> seagull not the fact that she was on doing handstands on the roof oh my god yes it's, it's, it's the tonic that surprised you no it was not, the cartwheel not, into the tonic yeah you're, not, you, you're, you're, you're an unserious person <laughs> anyways so naughty happened not naughty happened I don't know at that and for me that I didn't really enjoy the naughty sequence in mm. the in the movie that much Why? I thought it was fine it wasn't the highlight but it was still enjoyable to watch I, th- I think I just don't like CGI things that much that's fair enough and like I could tell that the handstands on the roof was, was fake and mm. it was like I know child actors who'll do the actual handstand and walk on a roof. <laughs> Why aren't you doing it, Alicia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm joking, but she did well. <laughs> no, but, but I, I don't know. There, there was something about that number that... It it lacked depth. Yeah, it, it, it just felt like... this. The sequence just felt like it was there and it was kind of like, we're doing... It felt, it felt... Okay, it felt like the directors and stuff thought... We're doing a movie, so we got to make sure we change the scene as much as possible and mm. show as much as we can do with cameras. Yeah, and be very different from. But the by stage. doing so, it kind of lost the element of the. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, the opening sequence was so fantastical and ridiculous, and none of it made sense. Mm. But then when we're now introduced to Matilda properly, mm. and what is going on semi makes sense because it is very plausible that a kid went to, to do a handstand on the roof it's plausible <laughs> no it is but it just didn't look realistic <laughs> I feel like I'm not making sense but it made sense to me it made sense to we me we are not endorsing kids to do handstands on roofs please okay but I, and I feel like this is the first time because I feel like okay I'm going to make, start making comparisons with the 90s movie Mm-hmm. and this one I feel like in the 90s movie Matilda is seen as this innocent victim of life <laughs> but she still is in this movie but then I feel like this is the first time I'm like nah this child's a dickhead <laughs> <laughs> no but she Cause, is cause that's the one thing I wanted to say as well like the whole time 
I feel like there's. I want to talk about it later because I also don't want to jump too far into the plot. But there's this one screenshot that I actually sent you where <laughs> Miss Honey just goes. <laughs> yes, I literally. I'm thinking in my head. Miss Honey's also probably thinking this child's a dickhead. No, but like, because so, in the stage, I don't know. It's the fact that this child, this six-year-old or seven-year-old, is so manipulative. <laughs> You snuck into... You, you left your room. You snuck into your dad's bathroom or whatever. Uh-huh. Because he shouted at you and didn't, you weren't happy. You decided to go and punish him. <laughs> and then you went back and pretended to be asleep. Gaslight into its fight. Like, how messed up is that? <laughs> that is so And look, fucked. don't get me wrong. We're not excusing the parents here. No. But at the same time, I'm, she's a dickhead. That, that, is, that is some dickhead move i'm so sorry matilda but that was bad yeah that, that was bad bad pick me spoils uh, ah but anyway so and then they go to the school they go to it? the school but before that right mm. i feel like the re- I, don't, I don't know so the dad mentions an escapologist or something like that yeah and then Matilda goes to Mrs. Phelps and yeah. starts telling this story about an escapologist mm-hmm. and this no no it, it, this sort of stuff happens throughout the film we'll get to it we'll circle back I'll remember it put, uh-huh. it, put it in some of my mind bank uh huh I just put, put made a note and put it in my bra ah. um, and then we're in the school mm. I didn't like the school sequence what do you mean? I think it's the one time. So here's the thing. So I really, so when I watched it on stage, and I'm trying my best to not do a comparison of stage to movie, I think, I think the stage version with the choreography and everything really kind of captures that. Okay, we're really in this world right now. I think that the movie, like with Naughty, there was just so much going on that it kind of lost the essence of what it was trying to do. But that was just for me personally. It's like, it wasn't bad. It was just not my favourite scene in the movie. Okay. I disagree with you. I really, I really like the school... That's fine. The school song sequence. So for me, and, I really like Naughty. But then, for very similar reasons, potentially. And I think what really worked well for the school sequence is there are some people who are a bit slow mm. and they <laughs> won't necessarily understand how clever the lyrics are oh yeah no the li- so like I just so I like the fact that they showed the letter of the alphabet so the if you're one of these people that didn't realise I'm sorry so that the dumb people can realise oh so so ah. if you're able yeah no but here's the thing by being a princess you will see like it was tried to D yeah no. like, it is, it's, like got... it's a very lyrically it's probably my favourite song because of that emphasis I think similar similar simi- simi- I can't say the word please. similar no similar to- cinematography there oh, we go cinematography Jesus cinematography that word mm. um, it just I just thought it was a lot going on Yes, but I feel like the school song mm. takes us back to the ridiculousness of the opening sequence and making it clear that this is from a child's point of view. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the so for me the naughty sequence 
kind of took us away from it being a child's point of view. Mm. It made like it. I don't know. It felt like we were watching Matilda do something. Yeah. As as an adult watching her do something, that's why I said, "Oh, this this child has bad vibes," right? Mm. Whereas in the school song, like just the camera angles, I can see um, Matilda and Lavender mm. like looking up at the older children mm-hmm. and just making it seem like, "Oh, the old children are so big, yeah, they're so ridiculous," and and just like the ridiculousness of the canteen people looking so scary, and mm. then the the basement stuff like every, everything just looked like okay this is how a six-year-old child so i think is if you're in the world so i think if you're looking at if you view the whole movie from that perspective then i think then actually then it's really good to kind of i guess see how each one of the songs in terms of the staging kind of did that so yeah. if we go to the next point it's the hammer of course um I think it captured that quite well. Exactly, like it. It just shows like how it's so ridiculous, like that. So then we then we're introduced to Miss Trunchbull in um, the Hammer song, mm. and and we see like her full outfit and everything, and being like, "Oh, this is what a child thinks a scary woman looks like." Mm. This person who's just absolutely massive yeah. and tall and big, and just has has a very very domineering presence including over their teacher so yeah. they like miss honey so it was, so i think visually looked so good that miss trunchbull was like so starkly different so starkly different and dom- domineering over miss honey yeah and then yeah it just it, it, and, and then it just made um miss trunchbull a character mm. that was equal parts scary and to laugh at and of course, actually, hold on, I just had a thought about the kind of domineering aspect and going to the end of the movie and how she kind of shrinks, essentially, yeah, in size. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. And so, so, like, I, I, it, so that just kind of took me to back when I was in school and the teachers that were a bit scary, mm. but we also made fun of them so much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, it's kind of like... I'm not talking for you, but I was a bad vibe kid at No, there were so many there were so many teachers we made fun of. I was just like... Yeah. Right? Mm. But they were still scary. Like, when when they were around, we were like... Mm. Yeah. But, it was, but like, like, we... But we still made fun of them mm. because they were so scary. Mm. So, like, I, I really... I, I really like that and it was just kind of like um yeah yeah hmm. so then like obviously we had a couple of reprises and then we then go to the Bruce song now I didn't notice this the first time I watched it but the fact that the reason why Trunchbull knows that it's Bruce is because of the cloud of did you not notice the I cloud didn't notice of birth? The first time. Oh and my! I was just like, that was my favorite thing. And, I and she just, tasted it. She like, just, <laughs> and I just went sis. No, but no, but we forgot about an important part, plot point. Which bit? The fact that she does that maths on the board and maths I mean, on the board, but also um, she glues her dad's hat ah. again. Bad vibes so and, and and again i think i'm sorry matilda's bad vibes because i i remember very clearly i don't actually I don't, actually I don't remember that clearly but her dad does something to her he, she that her dad rips up the book right yeah <laughs> and she's angry right and whatnot and she's she thinks about and she she because i watched it i've watched it four times this week oh my god yeah 
she goes underneath underneath the sink to collect glue and she quite clearly wants to glue the book <laughs> that's what she that's what she wants to do she wants to glue the book but now she and then her dad says something else to her and you can see it in her little eyes and she's like you know you must what be I'm not I'm sorry, that is a wicked child. That is a mean child. That, that is a mean-spirited child. Just like, you know what? You made me unhappy, so I'm going to punish you. Like, what the hell? No. What is wrong? Who hurt you? Well, I know who hurt your parents. Did. Yes. Social service. Yeah, the one thing I am also going to say as well, and actually this, is, this was a very interesting angle of the movie version. So there was a few songs where they actually did have like, you know, the parents singing in the actual stage version. So one of my favorite songs from the stage version is called Loud. And it's when Miss Honey comes in and tries to get the parents to go, hey, your kid is good. Give us some support. And then she just goes, but I've got a competition to prepare for. And I just went, I should be dancing. Yes. Yeah. And I was just there like, sis, same. <laughs> um, wow. Don't have children. <laughs> In this particular instance, because given how bad Vice Matilda is as a child... Wow, wow. Matilda no, is a bad Every child. child deserves to be loved. But I'm if still your going... Child, but if your child glues your hat to your head, you would say that? Yes. Every child deserves to be loved. I'll cuss them out after this. <laughs> but every child deserves to be loved. Mm. So the fact that they, of course, took those songs out it again goes back to the point that you were making of the angle of a six-year-old and really exactly. centering the child perspective pretty much exactly the parents are literally caricatures of people like they're not real people mm. they're just they're, they're, they're these beings mm. that are doing things to her they're not they're not fully fleshed out characters yeah but I, I but again it uh, it speaks to how well Andre, Andrea and Steven did because yeah in the very few short scenes you they had act, such they acted their they acted ass. everything down Ron you, Jay. you you could tell exactly what the characters were and yeah like, like it just in a few lines i'm just like wow yeah that's what you call scene steal scene oh my god i can't talk scene stealers there we go anyways yeah so then let's go to bruce mm. a single slice but even mm-hmm. you, Bruce. <laughs> I can't get over the cloud of chops. I, I don't know how you missed that. I don't know. And don't, you know, the, 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 the little details you might have missed, because I've seen it four times this week alone. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, there are other teachers in the school. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was it. Because there was one point when one of the teachers left and went, wait, there's another teacher there? But like, during the Bruce song and stuff, there's a teacher just like... The, the two teachers by the doors mm. just sleeping like just looking very yeah very drained. small because very, obviously very, very like... small looking very drained and just like useless so in Matilda's world because mm. this movie is from the point of view of Matilda and other children these people are insignificant in her life they're, they're insignificant the only people that matter is Miss Trunchbull and Miss Honey and Miss Phelps and Mrs. Phelps and um and throughout the movie like lots of little things are dropped mm. into the narrative and that's when and those little things that are dropped is what Matilda takes back to Mrs. Phelps mm. in her story yes so she mentions the escapologist that's in the story mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean she mentions um 
a contract or something like that. A contract mm-hmm. is a contract is a contract. That's in Matilda's story. Yes. Like all like so so all these different things that are that, that are happening in Matilda's real world mm. is being told in this story. In, in this story. And this is what makes me feel for Matilda. So unlike Craig, I'm not I'm I'm not a dickhead. Lies. Um, <laughs> I'm not a dickhead in the same way. <laughs> yeah, okay, that I agree with. Because because although Matilda is bad vibes, <laughs> I completely agree with that. But like the fact that like all the little things that she's hearing in the real world mm. is forming part of the story that she's making up. Yeah. Right? Shows that actually so much of who Matilda is is influenced by her surroundings. I have a question. Go on. How does she know about the escapologist prior to her starting school? Her dad mentions I'm a, I'm not a blade escapologist, right? Like Aha So so that so she decides to create this world with the escapologist and when something bad happens to her, mm. she goes back to Mrs. Phelps. And then basically tells a bit more of the story. About the story and when when something good happens, she tells Mrs. Phelps the good stuff. When something bad happens, she tells she tells um, Mrs. Phelps a bad part of the story mm. as well. So, so like it's just quite clearly safeguarding Mrs. Phelps. Why aren't you calling social services? Wagwan. I feel like, like Mrs. Phelps basically kind of saw it as um Let me as get an episode as an episode of EastEnders. Like the way honestly, that she was like, "Where's the rest of the story?" I was just like, "Sis, social services." This girl is crying out for help. Yeah. So many people has have failed her. <laughs> oh, like and the other thing is, I don't know. So I've seen like videos of Alicia like hearing that she won the role of Matilda, mm-hmm. and she looks so sweet and so cute. But I don't understand how in some bits in um Matilda, right, she actually looks like she's been deprived. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually not. No, I I don't understand what they did with the costuming or what sort of acting this child was doing. <laughs> But she looked a bit like she didn't brush her hair. I wasn't gonna go there, but wow. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna go into brushing hair thing because We were anyways, we, carry on. Yeah. So back to Matilda. But no, she yeah. really did look deprived. She she really did. And like she improves throughout the movie. Mm. So I'm just like why wasn't this child nominated for all the awards? Because I'm gonna have to say she acted her ass. She out. she she did she did so 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 so. And that's well. the thing as well, because like with child actors, I find it either really 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 good or really bad. Like I don't think there's like an average child no. actor. No. And then um, other things that were mentioned throughout the in Matilda's life. So like mm. the little cute um Asian kid oh. mentioned mentioned um about. Um, about whether or not she can do telekinipsis oh. and all of a sudden Matilda can move things with her mind <laughs> witchcraft not witchcraft again showing that it's from the child's point of view so like yeah. literally she's hearing things in her in her world and she's all of creating... a sudden she's now creating this whole oh look I cannot move things with my mind I just went sis no stop being mean to the child it's sweet <laughs> she's quite clearly distressed and she's creating this alternative world where all these different things can actually happen. That's called a functional neurological disorder, my love. <laughs> no, we're not laughing at... This is a child that's been abused and you're laughing. 
ah, Craig, I did not bring you up like this, please. But like, I, I, I think it's very heartwarming and like, it's sad. Mm. Like the songs are cute, but this is actually such a sad movie. <laughs> this girl, this poor child, her way of coping is hearing things in the real world. Creating an and entire it, narrative and also tormenting her parents in the process. She forgives her dad. This is true. Because like, that's it. Because all of a sudden it's, oh, I can now use my telekinesis to take the hat off. Exactly. But we're skipping right to the end we're of the We're skipping movie. right to the end. But and then my, my one of my favourite bits. So I was really nervous about this song when like, I grow up. Oh, yes. But those children are cute. Oh, my God. They're so cute. Oh. They're so, so, so I cute. actually rewatched that scene like five times. I have watched that movie four times in the last week. And like. I just watched that one scene. Like, I stopped it. I was like, uh, I think for me, I remember watching it on stage and I just burst into tears. And this time around, I also burst into tears. And I was just like, why am I such a sop at the moment? Jesus. But, but again, it, it just shows like how, like, again, this child's view of the world mm. like I'll eat sweets every day and you know, yeah. yeah and you know like and then this is why clever children are annoying do you remember that scene in the playground where they hide um, Nigel underneath the yes! things and Matilda's like Nigel suffers from my mama shut up <laughs> she's like who asked you <laughs> and she's just like in the worst bit she's like Josh was looking at her like bitch Stop narcolepsy <laughs> like people who think they're clever are the worst <laughs> that's why Matilda's bad vibes because it's the difference between I'm about to say bad vibes comment there's a difference between thinking you're clever and actually being clever so again it, is Matilda actually really that clever or is this just her view of what's going on in her world oof oof because this, this point I'm trying to make, all the things that are happening in this movie, right? In that, this she can story, solve, that she can solve partial fractions at the age of six, okay. When she did that maths on the board, I was like, mm-hmm. But is it, or, or is it a case of that she was able to do two plus two? Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's, like, it, it's just a case of, oh, she did something really, really difficult. In her she mind, made... she did something really, really difficult, but actually, when you look at it on the outside, you just go, oh, it's really not... Yeah. Or did she actually read Crime and Punishments? That book is long. <laughs> so long. I don't know anyone who's finished it. Mm-mm. So, like, like, again, so, like, again, is is it, is all of, did all these things really happen to Matilda or is it just her view of what's happened to her? Yeah. And I feel, I feel like that's an interesting way to um, look at things. And I think that's probably where the movie really pushes the idea of making you actually think, is it reality or is it, reality and I on the one hand I want to say that maybe it is just the viewpoint of what Matilda is doing because of how they set up the movie but then on the other hand maybe there are elements that are actually true and we that line's really blurred so actually that's something that I'm probably going to start thinking about after recording this no but no because the way the way I see it right there is what's happened mm. and there is a child's interpretation of what's happened mm. and they will always be very very closely related and I think children so thinking putting my um, child safeguarding hat on my former working with kids hat on mm. 
they don't necessarily have the language to describe like the trauma and stuff that they've gone through yeah and everything so they will frame it in a way that it's makes sense to them. to them so her going on the roof and everything okay maybe that didn't it didn't happen that in that exact way mm. but her parents her their father was horrible to her so what she did was she put Tonika's thing and snuck back into bed mm. how she snuck back into bed who knows mm. but that's that that's what actually happened but the bits that but she's filled in the gaps yeah with what with with her understanding of the world with her own story mm. so similarly with um like that Bruce song and Bruce eating all the cake and it being a cake that's literally his own size mm. she's decided that, actually, that, 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 that that is a cake that is his, that his own size could have just been a small a normal small cake it, it, for all we know Bruce could have just taken a little bite of the cake it could have been just a crumb but okay not a crumb please that child did not eat <laughs> intrusive four repress that child did not eat just a little cake but whatever wow but but um it's but but is it a case of that it, to Matilda to a child is the biggest cake in the world so basically Even though, over-exaggerated over-exagger- over-exaggerated but it's still but there is still truth mm. in what happened yeah so I'm just and and I think if you think about Roald Dahl and his life and everything so if I remember correctly he had a very troubled childhood with like abuse and all that kind of stuff which in turn probably is the way that he's been able to turn it into his stories and exactly. so hence why when we go back to a point that we made quite early on when there was a lot of kind of pushback about the 90s movie does not have anything to do with the movie musical and i'm like well they don't they're two very different mediums very very, very completely different like they're they're both inspired by the exact same yeah. the source material is both the same but they're completely different yeah and i feel like this one is more in keeping with probably i haven't read the books i don't know it but is more, more in line with the book than more it is. in line with the book and what Roald Dahl's intense was because a lot of his books are about children mm-hmm. getting their comeuppance on adults who've been horrible to them. Yeah, and he was an abused child, mm-hmm. so he wrote for people who would have been like him as a child to be like, there is hope at the end. Yeah, like you can win back. Yeah, in some way. And actually, I know that earlier, of course, I was like, you know, laughing and geeking and being like four bad vibes. But the reality is, is actually, you do make a very good point. Matilda has gone through a very shit period. Yeah. And yes, the way that she's going about it is probably not the right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's still a bad vibe. She's still a trouble picnic. But it also highlights a much bigger point of, I mean, you could expand this into so many areas of like, researching social services and social care and so on and so forth and actually the idea of when somebody tells you something what is reality and what is the pushing of imagination and therefore mm. and that's why i think the character of mrs phelps whilst of course she was a really great addition if that was the reality i would literally be like bitch what are you doing but again i i feel like people fail children so often mm. And but but to be to be fair to Mrs. Phelps, yeah. She does mention that oh yeah, your mum is missing you and everything, mm. and and all that kind of stuff. And I think throughout the movie, you can see Mrs. Phelps being like, mm, maybe something's not right here. Yeah. But 
like but and that that grows throughout the movie but still i feel like yeah it's 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 it's, it's a bit it's a bit sudden it is and also to kind of go back to this as well um the one thing to also mention is the fact that like i guess what my thinking about it is as well is the fact that a lot of people see bad things but they are scared or they don't know what to do and actually what's it quite interesting is that a lot of people end up freezing in these kind of situations yeah so and matilda has her own like freezing and everything and like the the bit that upsets me the most is um after the smell of rebellion yeah after they do like the physical activity stuff Which, and they and, and and matilda does the quiet song mm. and for me that is what won me over with alicia the little the wee kid yeah because that was a performance because i don't know I don't, I don't i don't know about other people but like people who have anxiety and all that kind of stuff like i was like this is how it feels like like everything like mrs trunchbull is being so mean and so horrible that matilda's literally just frozen as somebody who suffers from quite severe mental health issues like when i say this is like on record so anxiety depression paranoia that's the big one that really gets me Mm. that whole scene literally kind of hit home quite heavy because i was like that's literally what happens the only way to describe it is shit everything is frozen and i don't know what to do but before we carry on about quiet can we actually talk about the smell of rebellion because i really 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 love Devin Thompson's performance in that the bit that really got me is that she kind of does a backflip and then just jumps on a zip wire and the only way to describe it is that she's an unserious woman no but again it just shows like this is quite clearly from a child's perspective yeah. it's like th- th- this is this is a, a child seeing the like what the physical activity that they're being asked to do is, yeah like is the most ridiculous thing I, I remember being a child and you know those slides in playgrounds? Yes. I thought they were the biggest thing in the world. Ah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go on the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, the, now the zip wire as well. Like, we used to have a zip wire in our, prime, in our park. And, like, honestly, as a kid, it was like... As a kid, it was like massive. Bless me. Bless you. Ah. I was trying to not let the audience know that you sneezed on... They can hear say. it. <laughs> Bless you, Coyote. Thank you. Ugh. Anyways, it was one of those things where <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Zipwire, kid, biggest thing ever. Look back on it, I'm like, this is small. It's small. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not that deep. Yeah. But for a child, it is that deep. Mm. So again, kind of like commentary on, um, I guess, protecting childhood and, you know, things that um, children are able to handle and able to deal with mm. so the things that i would say to an adult are not the same things i would say to a child mm. and the way i say it the things i expect a child to do is not the same thing i expect an adult to do mm. um so it's not so perhaps some of the things that miss trunchbull was requesting the children to do mm. it's com- entirely reasonable to ask <laughs> adults to do it mm. but to ask a child, child to, to do it, it then it becomes weird. Like yeah. you're, you're you're asking this child to be an adult way too quickly, so it's not. It's a, so it becomes unfair. It becomes abusive. It becomes an abusive relationship. And you, that's the other thing as well, because there's this whole thing where um. So I uh, used to teach juniors in jujitsu, and there's this thing that they always go on about is you have to give kids autonomy. You have to do this, but I'm like, yeah. But at the same time, you also need to explain the message in a way that they understand with 
what they know of the world. Yeah. You can't explain something that you'd say to an 80-year-old to the same way that you describe it to a five-year-old. And so going back to your point, literally it's the fact that it's like, yeah, these things probably weren't that, oh, do a 10, like do a 100-meter run or something like that. As an adult, you go, okay, but as a kid, you're like, what the fuck? Like, 100 meters is a lot. Yes! Like, this is but this is why kids need, need nap time in school and this is why I need nap time at work I mean I have because, nap time at work it's great because like actually no, that was not on record I don't do nap time at work I work very hard I feel like napping during your lunchtime is fine yeah whatever fire me um, actually I don't I don't nap I can't, I can't nap at work because of the nature of the work I do but if yeah. I could <laughs> you would ah but but yeah, Smell of Rebellion, I laughed so hard in that whole scene. And Emma Thompson was just excellent. Emma Thompson did the thing. So, <laughs> um, did you just... <laughs> and yes, but like Quiet is so heartbreaking because mm. you can literally see this poor child short-circuiting pretty much. Yep. Like, and doesn't know how... And this is when her resilience has actually reached its peak she mm. doesn't have any she, she has nothing left to give and that's the hard reality of people who have quite severe mental health issues it's there are days when you go there's this whole thing where we talk about I have X amount of spoons in a day and then there are some days where you're like I've got zero spoons I cannot cope I cannot get out of bed and like literally the whole scene I literally was like oh so that's what happens in my brain and now i'm having to watch it oh that is a uh, quite depressing yeah yeah and and i feel like so we mentioned the telekinipsis mm. and everything and again this is matilda realizing the power mm. that she does have in order to effect some sort of change in her life yeah even though all the adults around her have failed her is like really really sad and i have to assume that the way she got back at miss trunchbull in actual reality is probably she stepped on her foot or something <laughs> yeah her. but instead she got made her have pigtails and swung no, her about no no no, no you, you, you're skipping wait what did i skip oh wait the new yeah no yeah the new and the jug hitting miss trunchbull's head <laughs> And then I shouldn't have laughed, but I literally went for it. She just went conk. And then we, after that, we go to. She goes to Miss Honey's house again, safeguarding. Mm. Wagwan, mm. just going to a random woman's house. <laughs> Your parents not caring where you are. Mm. Like what is what is what is actually going on? She is out. a six year old. She, a six year old going to your house, and Lashana Lynch again vocals. Lashana Lynch, as Miss Honey. No, let's save it because let, let's 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 finish the plot and then we can go run through all the different performances and just be like, you know what, this person did the thing, mm. and then father has to move because she flees the mafia, yada yada, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Return to the school and then the whole choky thing, like multiple chokies. I thought that was hilarious. She went, "You thought I only had one bitch? Please." I am a prepared woman. I am a woman in she, tech. She was like, I have all the chokies. Women in, women in, <laughs> women in engineering. Women in STEM. <laughs> and then doing like the whole like, Agatha, leave my... Mm. That was also cute. Mm. And then revolting children. The beret. 
Beret Girl, Beret Girl, Beret Girl Guan. I swear, when that clip went viral, I swear, like, everyone was just like, I need to watch this movie. It was Black Twitter. Yeah, Black Twitter literally just went, Beret. Like, like Missy, Missy Elliot was salivating. She was like, I found a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know we, we haven't got to individual performances just yet, but I'm going to just say Beret Girl. She acted her, her, her heart out. Every scene that she was in, literally, she, she stole she, the... Sc- she, she was like... I get to stage school every Saturday. Not some Saturdays. Every, every Saturday. Even when I'm, I'm at stage school. Even when I'm sick, I'm still there. I'm there. And I'm what? Sickening. And then the last song, Still Holding My Hand. What did you think of it? Mm. Uh, mm. I mean, it was cute. I, I, I don't know. I thought it could have been nice. It was a good song, but I thought that it could have probably potentially come slightly earlier in the movie. Why? I just thought that the way... For me, it kind of felt like it was unfinished, if that makes sense. Like, I kind of wanted something more after that, but then I don't don't know what what would have come. Yeah. I think it was a cute ending... And it was quite nice to see that Matilda has finally found safety, which is no, <laughs> which is good, which is which is so good and so like so nice and so lovely. And like Miss Honey has also found safety in the child, which is a bit weird. Like, mm. girl, you got issues. <laughs> Needs to go sort it out. Mm-hmm. But like, but but like, it's it's nice to see that Matilda, um, now has now found safety. Yeah. But again. So I guess we, we can go... Because oh, that's it. Because obviously the parents go, we need to catch a flight in 40 minutes. And I just went, what customs? <laughs> right? With with all that in your in the back of your car. So again, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Which then, but then like, go, if you go back to the story within a story, mm. which is apparently Miss Honey's story, mm. is it actually Miss Honey's story or it's Matilda's imagined version of Miss Honey's story? Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So probably... Um, Miss Trunchbull is Miss Honey's um, step aunt. Yeah. But was her dad really an escapologist? Did her mother break every bone in her body except the little ends of her fingers? Like, all, all, so like quite clearly, Matilda is a, is a is a smart child. Mm. But even the story within the story is a bit. Like, huh? it's, a, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And it's quite clearly being told by a child. Yeah. Like, a child is. Like only a child would write something like that. Yes. Like it doesn't make sense. Every bone in her body, and she still managed to incubate a child and give birth to it. Uh, <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was the face you just did. You just went make it make sense, and I was just there like. <laughs> but yeah, I, but I will suspend my disbelief because I decided because right from the first scene they told me that this is not an actual story this is a child's view of the world yeah and I was in that world okay so let's go through the different characters and their performances Mm -hmm. so Matt Henry as the doctor I thought okay I thought it was really fair sorry I got distracted I was like yeah your vocals are giving but let me let me repress that thought what are your thoughts uh, that was fine. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, he opened the show well. 
and I think what really surprised me was the fact that he was black. Yes. Because cause when, when I saw it on stage, it was a white guy. So when, when, when I saw Matt Henry, I was like, okay. And then I saw like some like soul vo- soulful vocals as well. I was like, Ooh. I just haven't like heard yeah. the song like this before. So it, I was it like, did throw me off. I'm not going to lie. It, it threw me it, off. But not in a bad way. No, no, not in a bad way at all. I was just like, oh. And they literally said colorblind cast, not colorblind casting, but like, United Colors of Benetton casting, like, everyone. <laughs> United Colors of Benetton! No, but, like, we were all represented. Mm. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So, we had the Doctor, and then... The acrobat stepsister. Yeah. She was there. She was there. She, she served her role. And then Lavender, such a cute girl. Yes! If you remember that scene... I've clearly watched this movie way too many times. Which but scene? that scene where um after Matilda said no and Lavender's like being the agent. Yes. <laughs> like there's nothing I love more than a precocious child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a child who thinks they're older than they actually are, or yes! more important than they actually are. Yes! They make me laugh so much. Yes. I thought again, the children actors, the child actors in this show, in this movie acted their hearts out. I actually I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think there was a bad performance from any of the child actors. No, not a single... And Bruce? I thought he was hilarious. He was... No, do you know... So, for ages, I was like, why does Bruce look like someone? There's a comedian called Rob Beckett. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes! And the thing was, is that I went, no, it can't be. And then I actually Googled it. And I went, no. The, like, like, Are they yeah. related? I don't think they're related. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, Hortensia, we're going to talk about Red Redberry Girl. Oh, Redberry Girl. Oh, that's what her name is? Yeah, Hortensia, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Redberry just... Girl. Redberry Girl. <laughs> Again, quite clearly, I've seen this movie way too many times. Stage stage school. State, like, she, she, sis said, I went to stage school and I did not miss a single day. She said, I am a dancer. <laughs> like, she said, I am here. Ronje. To show you that, okay, yes. I'm not here to play. Because I don't remember that character from the stage. Nope. So quite clearly, Sis did so well <laughs> in they the auditions went... and just in the choreo and everything. They're like, Mm-mm, we need to create a role for you. Yes. Because you were that girl. Yes. You were, you, you were that. And I'm excited to see what happens with her life yes. and her career. Yes. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her somewhere in the near future. Because she must be, like, 14 now. Probably 14, so... 14, 15 now. Yeah. So, I, I... I just say, watch this space. Well, not this space. Well, her space. I don't know. You know what you mean. We know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And then Nigel and his janky teeth. Oh, my little mixed race baby. Oh. He was so cute, though. He was so, so, so cute. Yes. He was so cute. But yeah. my favourite has to be Eric. Yes. Like, oh. Just, oh. And then there was the whole ears. Yeah. Oh. But but he was just, like, cute the entire thing. Yeah. And, like, my, my favourite bit of him was in the When I Grow Up. Mm. And, um... 
he's on the motorcycle. Yeah. And he quite cl- and and then he goes down and picks up the teddy bear. But it's like it's so ridiculous. Like it's yes. so it's so ridiculous because it's quite clearly a stunts person mm. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but because the dimensions just change so much, <laughs> and then you see his cute little face afterwards. You know what? I was like, you know what? I can live in the disbelief. No, but but again, which is why it was so good. good. That first scene, miracle, mm. set in this like just set in the frame mm. in which everything is taking place in. Like, I feel like without that opening number, then this entire movie like, could have been rubbish. Yes, and, but and that everyone, entire but that opening number set the president very well. Like it was like yeah, we make our own rules, and this is what's happening yes. in this movie. And then Amanda Tripp. Oh, she was there. My mom, my, my mommy likes my pigtails. Oh, she was there. She did the role. She, she did, did the role. role. She did the role. She did the role. Yeah. And then the acrobat and the escapologist. They were there. I like. I quite liked his vocals. Magnus I thought his, his vocals. vocals were good, but he was there. Okay. So he served his role. Yeah. Okay, now Sintu V as Mrs. Phelps. So I have to not be but so here's the thing I think she played the role really well because her character irritated me enough to go why have you not called social services and I think that in itself is good acting because it invoked an emotion in me mm. does that make sense that makes sense I I think the problem is because I know she's a comedian Do you not know Cindy V? Oh, she's really funny. Oh. Oh, she's she's actually she's really really funny. Oh. So me seeing her on screen, mm. I was expecting like jokes. Ah, see, whereas because I didn't know who she was, and the jokes never came, and I was like, Cindy, like she's actually so funny. We should watch some of her sketch stuff. Okay. After. Like she's so so funny because mm-hmm. um. We're not putting any of this in the show notes. Nah. People could if they p- use Google. She has mixed race children. I think her husband's like Norwegian or something. Uh-huh. And she, she does like this really funny bit about um, her Indian side mm-hmm. um, trying to bring up her, her children and her husband's white side trying to bring up the children. Like, like she, she's honestly so, 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 so uh-huh. funny. She's so, so, so funny. Um, I think she does like... Um... <laughs> I just remember that. Because it's like one, one sketch that she does. Because um, I can't remember what language she speaks. Um from india mm. but she was just saying like oh yeah it's like the way she was brought up everything is so so dramatic being like oh <laughs> why like her parents are like oh why are you doing this they're trying to kill me want me to die yeah, yeah, <laughs> blah 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 that, that, that sort of thing and she, she said that she got called into her son's school uh-huh. because um uh, asking if everything's okay at home and if she's ill because her son's really worried that she's going to die <laughs> Like she's honestly so 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 funny. So I don't want to say I'm disappointed in her performance because I'm not. Mm. She's she did she did her role, but I was just kind of like, oh, where's it the didn't joke? Didn't meet the expectations that you initially. Yeah, I was like, yeah. where's the joke? And I just feel like her character was a bad character anyway. Mm. Um, I don't know if it needed more fleshing out or if the role that character played could have been played by. S- someone else or something else mm. because I, I don't know I just feel like for me 
putting my former teaching assistant's safeguarding person hat on. She should have gone for social services. She should have done something a lot, a lot earlier. Some, yeah. she, she just didn't do anything. So I'm just like, why are you there? Like, what, like, she, what, what are you she doing? She's just like, I'm living in my camper van. I'm going to the lake. I'm going to the window. I'm like, sis. Is it, you're you're asking a six-year-old to meet you in these I, places. That's the other thing as well. It's just like, meet me in the window. I just went, I'm sorry, but what? Kidnapping is real. <laughs> I, I So, so it's not i guess it's not it's not cindy v it's just the character that just annoyed me actually yeah because which is the, why i think that's why she did a good job because i was annoyed by the end of it that, that is so true because because i'm because i'm thinking that um I, I don't know it just made me sad because she was clearly being failed by the one trusted adult in her life mm. i feel like her character needed to, um, Mrs. Phelps needed to be expanded a little bit more. Yeah. It's just to be exposed for the utter uselessness <laughs> that she was. Yes. Because you were the one trusted character right. in like, Matilda's life and you let all this madness happen <laughs> to her. She was meant to be in school. Instead. She was on your camper van library. Wagwan. Ah. Uh. So that was Mrs. Phelps, and then who else was there? Stephen Graham as Mr. Wormwood. I thought that he did a good job. <laughs> the, the the lines that he was in. It's, I... just, it's just like the just the way just the way he's he spoke like the trunk bowl. Mm. <laughs> no, my favorite bit was the bit where he got the book and he basically tried to rip it the wrong way around initially, and he's like, he goes, wait a second, I can I... turn it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, no, I really enjoyed his performance. And then Andrea Risbro or Risborough, I don't know how to say her name. Mm. Risborough. Yeah, let's go with Risborough. Yeah, let's go with Risborough. Yeah. Um, she did. She did limit again. Limited scenes. They cut. I think she recorded. They. They. I, th- I think. I think they both recorded money. Hmm. Or telly. Sorry. Everything I learned, I learned from telly. Yeah. I think. I think they recorded, but they cut it from the film, and I'm glad they cut it. Yeah. Because I think it would have made the movie go on too long. But again, she did really, really well with a few scenes. Because that's the other thing as well. Because with it being a movie and with it having a much wider audience, they probably had to go, our intended audience is going to have a much shorter attention span. Yeah. And so therefore, short movie. Yes. Then Emma Thompson. As oh. She did well. I'm not going to give her any awards, but she served a purpose. She did a good job. She did a really, really good job. Not Oscar worthy, but she did a good job. She did such a good job. Yeah. And Lashana Lynch. Babe. That bitch can sing. And her version of My House. Oh, it made me cry. Is now my favourite version. I can't unhear, I can't listen to any other version anymore. I tried to listen to the version that lady did at West End Live today. The first thing you said that lady. (laughs) I don't know who it was, but. Um, yeah. something burned Lauren Byrne mm. Lauren Byrne like the belting was great she did well but, but in my head I was thinking but Lashana Lynch though can no do you know what I'd really want if Lashana Lynch did Miss Honey but on stage Miss Honey <laughs> Miss Honey <laughs> Miss Honey nah I don't, I don't think she should why because I feel like what she's done is perfect and I want to leave it that way <laughs> whereas if she comes to the stage no, because I think I think stage singing and movie singing are the two completely different skills. Was she a stage performer before this? 
I think so. I don't okay. really know about her career. Yeah. I know she's a phenomenal actress, full stop. Mm. But I think stage singing eight times a week, that's your voice is a muscle. Yeah. And in order to do, to do eight shows a week, you have to be trained to, for that. You have to be like Borrego, stage, score. Every, every Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Didn't miss a single <laughs> session ever. Yeah. And also, does she have the ability to, like, you know, emote in belt. the same way no, no, not even emotes belts belts for stage eight times a week eight times a week yes and her version of my house was perfect for cinema yes I cried when it's cold inside I feel no fear even in a winter storm oh. I am warmed there's one okay there's one bit that annoyed me in that song actually what I am warmed by some some something Fire! <laughs> <laughs> She's just gonna go. Fire! <laughs> I fucking hate you because now I cannot hear that. Every time I hear that bit, it's just gonna be fire. <laughs> I'm just like, just do fire, like yeah. you know. But 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 that's the joys of not having to belt, mm. I guess. Because if you if, if she was belting, it's not fire is not a great thing to belt mm. you'd, you'd stick to one syllable mm. and then Alicia Weir that child acted her heart out and I honestly think she's going to go on to do some excellent things and for my, my 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 issue is the fact that she's from Ireland oh yeah so this child was doing an English accent. Oh. That is not her actual accent. Are you for real? She's from Ireland. Are you for real? She's from Dublin. Bro. No, so do you know what? I think the fact that she... The fact that Matilda maybe has so many emotions towards this child, that means she, she did a good job. She is an actress. Like... How old is she? Um, I think she would have been like 10 or 11 at filming. Uh-huh. So she is now 13. Oh my God. Like, when I say star quality... What's this space? Like, she deserved that role so hard. Mm. Like, vocals on points. She didn't really have to dance, but who cares? It's fine. Acting was... Triple threats are rare. I know. I'm one of them. Um... Okay, sis. <laughs> I I have done all three. I know you've done all three. It's just fun to see your face when I say otherwise. I don't like people trying to doubt me. Baby, but you're, she, baby, she, you're a star. She you know did this. so. Like I was like, wow, because because when I saw the um, reaction video of her getting the part, mm. and I was like, hang on a second, that's an Irish accent. <laughs> you're in Ireland. And then all of a sudden, she just this is English accent. Like honestly, what an absolute star! Like genuine, and it was star. consistent. Like, like I, I did not notice that she, there were levels to her performance. Like there were there were so many subtle nuances that I just did not expect a child mm. to be able to do. She didn't go to stage school once a week. She went to stage school twice a week, at least. <laughs> At least. At least. Girl went once a week, but she went, hold my beer. Oh, no, no, no. Hold my chocolate milk, because obviously we do not condone underage drinking here. Oh, 
I thought you just said beret in a weird way. You, you said beer. Okay, wow. 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 <laughs> wow. So on that note, if we were to give this out of out of 10, what would we give it? Do you want me to go first? Yes. I would give it an 8.5 slash 9. Okay. How about you? I would give it an 8.5. And, a half. and yeah. what are your reasons Honestly, I think this is one of the best movie musicals in recent years. Yes. I can't think of any that are better mm. in the last 10 years. In, yeah, in the last 10 years, no. I think the only reason I wouldn't give it more than an 8.5 is, is because I think... Mrs. Phelps' character going to be impressed up more, as we've discussed in quite a lot of depth. Mm. And I think that there were a few cinema, cinematography choices that I think that took us out of the reality of it being Matilda's world. But I think the fact that we've spoken about it in so much depth and the levels that we've gone into this conversation, it's very rare. Like, they've they've quite clearly done well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was... It, I'm trying to think, in the last 10 years, movie musicals that are anywhere near that have stuck out in the same way I don't think they have done. how about last 20 years Chicago okay yeah Chicago but that's it when you take Chicago out of the equation I can't eat, yeah mm. like it's honestly so so good like I felt all the emotions I was meant to feel yes and I, I think you could you could watch it in two different ways you could watch it as just watching it to enjoy the film which is when, which, which is what I did when I first saw it. When I first watched it, I think I did that. It was watching it the second time that allowed me to really understand. Damn, they really fought for this room. Because I did not download a VPN and watch it on Netflix in the U, in the US. I definitely didn't do that. No, nope. but soon I after, waited until it came out in the UK on Netflix. But I've seen in the last week alone, I've seen it four times in the last year I don't know how many times I've seen it like I have dissected so many details of this movie because mm-hmm. it is honestly that good yes it's honestly very very good like there wasn't a weak performance agreed I mean there were slightly weaker performances but even the weaker performances were still good yeah all, all the performances were good yeah it's just that some of them went outstanding or great exactly like the bar was so high in this film like so 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 high like honestly I, I oh, you know I, I'm going to watch it again tonight I'm probably going to do the same so, so as you can tell we had a lot of very in-depth discussion around Matilda so much yes probably a that we really enjoyed the movie yeah I don't I feel like we might have gone on for too long <laughs> probably a bit yeah but it is what it is. Yeah. I, I I forgot to remind myself that I should be the one to move the conversation along, but I was just I, I was just very, very into this. It's fine. I feel like I feel, I feel like I feel like I spoke a lot today. It's fine, we can switch roles once in a while. Okay. Yeah. I I was just oh. So what's been going on in the theatre? Tell me. Oh, so I saw um schoolgirls. Okay. Um the African Mean Girls yes play I saw I saw that yesterday where is it actually at the moment it's in Hammersmith ah okay um you should go see it um I think because I used to work at an all girls school mm-hmm. 
and I think if you've either attended or worked at an all girls school, I think you'll probably enjoy it even more. Ooh. Because this is me being bad vibes now. I think human beings like to think they're unique, but none of you could <laughs> none of you are unique. Like all the same archetypes exist <laughs> everywhere. What? I'm I'm being honest with you. Let, I mean, let, you're not lying. Let me that... tell you one this one for free, right? You're not unique. So in so in the play mm. All the different archetypes of all the girls that I'd worked with mm-hmm. were present. Oh wow! And I saw, so I just found it really, really funny mm. that there's <laughs> been like the the writer has distilled all these different archetypes to one single character mm. each, and I was like, wow! And just like how they all interact, and just like I have literally seen all these interactions, mm. and I have fond memories of it, mm. and also dramatic memories of it. Those girls are bad. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but, but like, but like it is it, it's, it's so good. I, I don't want to like tell the story, but because I don't want to give spoilers. How long is it in theaters for? I don't know. It's not my business. I've seen it now. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's been extended. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Ago. Well, I get paid. <gasps> I get paid this week, so I can basically buy tickets. Like, go definitely go see it. Go and see it. Mm-hmm. Go and go definitely go and see it i'm gonna buy tickets i'm gonna try and see it before we what do the next recording and then that way that we can like really i can like kind of like oh my god this is great um what other things have been going on in theater so i don't know if you heard about the new workshop cats musical that they're doing it feels like a hate crime (laughs) so the ironic thing about it is that even if it makes it to stage it's still not gonna restart Andrew Lloyd Webber Andrew Lloyd Webber's um reign back on Broadway because it's gonna be on off Broadway <laughs> I think it's, it's not even that I just kind of feel like it feels cheap it feels empty it feels ballroom and queer culture and everything is now in the mainstream so let's capitalize on it yeah as so quickly for, as possible so i guess because obviously this is actually slightly niche news actually because it's still in the very early stages they're going to be doing a revival of cats but they're trying to set it within the ballroom scene and the casting that they've really pushed forward they're like we would like to get indigenous people of color actors actresses um, to really sort of play the roles so like some of the language that they've used is they've gone like we would like a femme presenting person who has done this we would like a person from a British perspective to do this and so and so forth and I think that it could be interesting but again going back to what you're saying it's essentially capitalising on the fact that ballroom has now become quite popular in the yeah and I think that the, my issue is why not just do a piece to celebrate ballroom as opposed to try and basically fit it into a plot which personally i i mean i'm putting this on record and i don't even care if you slap me for this i hate cats oh please yeah <laughs> i agree with you yeah it's 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 one it's of the- standard andrew lloyd webber minimal plot and some cute pop songs yeah, and then uh, there's the movie musical, which... We don't talk about the movie musical. We are not. Re- we do not talk about bombs. We are not reviewing that. <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> unless we have, like, five glasses of wine, which in that case, still no. <laughs> but point being is that I just feel like 
it could be interesting it depends on like how they're gonna go about it in an artistic direction but personally i'm like mm, about it and again it's the idea of capitalizing on queer black culture essentially yeah and i i don't know like ballroom is quite clearly something by the community Mm. for the community Mm. and i would like to compare it to like for example beyonce's yeah um renaissance right yeah so you can tell that like her album renaissance was inspired by ballroom and and, and that kind of stuff and she's done and and, and, like queer culture and and she's done her album Mm. She did her tour and mm. she specifically invited um, people who vogue and do ballroom dance within the community to, to, to perform with her. But again, it was still very much a Beyonce concert. Yes. But then she made an effort for them, like to, at the, towards the end of the show, for them to do their thing yeah. separate from her. Yeah. So it's so like I guess like, like, so, so, so like it's very different to. Um, forcing a specific subculture to fit into you yeah and you get it inspired by that subculture it's like i feel like it's it's very very different like it's very different to like you know madonna's vogue as well like Mad- yeah like, like for example like madonna she was inspired by ballroom and everything yeah and she did her thing but it was madonna's vogue as opposed to it being a sort of like replica and no 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 that's not that's not what I was saying that's not no? what I was saying you misinterpreted me it was no 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 that it was Madonna's vogue it was like I've been inspired by you so I'm going to bring you along with me yeah rather rather than um I can see you're profitable so I'm going to make you fit into what I've created I guess the only thing that I think would make it work is if the creative team are also within the ballroom scene itself so rather than it being a fact that you've just got a bunch of um old white liberals who are now basically trying to see the ballroom scene as profitable and they're trying to force that into the cat's narrative if it's a community driven aspect and a community driven thought process and they're using cats as an inspiration then i could see that potentially working and that's the only way that i could see it working but and even that how are you gonna do memory boom cat cat (laughs) <laughs> I don't know like I don't do you know what I mean no, bring it to the bar death drop bring it to the bar bring it to the runway Mr. Mistopheles yes. ten, ten, ten across the board like I don't like it's it's just gonna it, it's going to feel I'm bad vibes I don't care it's going to feel empty it's it, it feels very capitalist like you're trying to capitalise on something that's already popular mm. um like let's be real here and they also have to and it's one way they're going to probably go we need to make sure that it's um appealing to white audiences and that's what they will do exactly which in turn means that and then at the end of the day who gets pushed out exactly Mm -hmm. so yeah like it's andrew i'm sorry it's and it's andrew lloyd Webber, who the same guy who claims that apparently he can't produce anything because it's not politically correct which is something we spoke about last week in a lot right so uh, again the whole thing is just not making sense to yeah. me like i'm sure the the people who perform the show will be fantastic and mm. fantastic at what they do and everything but mm. but speaking of which actually on the idea of like black queerness 
I finally listened to the cast album of A Strange Loop. What did you think? How do you do that eight times a week? <laughs> like, it's here's the thing. I'm not hating on the show in any way, shape, or form, and I'm gonna buy tickets to actually watch it on, like, in theaters. But how do you sing at that range? It, I I'm sorry. Like, it's evil to expect someone to do that. That's that's like a beta evil. Right, like, I don't know, I don't know. But here's the thing, like, it made me actually go, I'm now really intrigued to actually watch it on stage. I particularly would want to watch it with a black audience, though, because I feel like if I watch it with... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, there is a a thing of going to the theatre when, like, so I went to see uh, Black Superhero very recently, which was on the West End, and most of the audience was black and it just made a world of a difference because like there were in jokes that everybody understood and the few white mm. people who were there were just like i have no idea what's going and on and it's not for you that's okay that's fine that's okay but like there are sometimes like when i know the there are few people who i know who've seen it and they're all white and they're like oh there are bits where i just felt really uncomfortable and i'm like how do you think i feel every day but like my, my problem it's no it's not a problem so like a lot of people I, I know who've seen a strange loop have been white mm. right and i feel like a lot of their reviews like oh my god they talk they say cock <laughs> mm. they say grinder mm. and then obviously spoiler alerts but i don't care um <laughs> like it's, it's a story about a fat black queer person writing a plot about no, no, let me finish by interrupting me anyways it's about a fat black queer person who feels they don't fit into any part of society they don't mm. fit into their in, into into the black community and they don't fit into the queer community mm. that well and one thing i don't want is some white person to feel enabled to come and start talking to me about these things like don't actually don't yeah because if i'll you, cuss you if you do I'll, I'll cut you <laughs> we we don't condone violence here. I didn't. I mean, like, cut you off. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, I'm just checking. Wow. I mean, you slapped me how many times? So who knows? Yeah, I'll cut you off. Cut you off. That's what we mean here. Yeah, like it's. I I I, I don't know. I I don't like people being over over familiar with me. Mm. I don't want you to come and like. Oh, what did you think? Because the character. Blah, 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 blah. No, I don't want to talk to you about it. Go no. Ahead. Like sometimes there's some conversations I just go, this is not your conversation. No, I didn't invite you, so leave me alone. No. Nope. Yeah. So that's all my theatre news for my side, and I I feel like we have been speaking for a very long time. This has been a very long time. I don't know how long this episode is. It's going to be very long, but that's okay. It's fine. Listen to it over in two parts. Yeah. I actually have colleagues at work listening. Oh my god, I've also got colleagues who are listening to, and they're like, "Wait, you do fit a podcast?" And it's like, "Yes." Mm. But no, I have really enjoyed this chat. So have I. I, mean, I think next we... episode we need to speak less, I feel. Yes. And I know one way, I mean, there was one way that we can't do that. If we watch Dear Evan Hansen, I feel like it's going to be a very long episode. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the full thing, you know. No. I've watched... I, 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 Here's I, a question to the audience. Should we watch Dear Evan Hansen as our next movie musical? Let us know. Yeah, and, uh, and if you do, you're bad vibes. <laughs> on, on the in the list as well, it's also in the heights. 
We have to. It's, yeah. it's a recent movie musical. Okay. We have to okay. watch it. Um, okay. And it's, and it's relatively mainstream. This is but true. Anyway, we'll decide um, with your input. Yes. Um, so, where can people find us? You can find me uh, on at TKOKI. That's T W E K A Y O K I on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Poku Bakes. So that's P O K U Bakes on all social media platforms. Pig. Kaede. I will pork you. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> Anyways. And on that note, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>